Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 129. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. We're back. Back again. Guess who's back? Yep. It is him. <laughs> Ryman, look at me go. Yep, that is, uh, that is something. So, what is Real Talk? Real Talk's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Everything. Um, somewhere involved or connected to this video is a link, www dot the remnant dot live slash real dash talk that's r-e-a-l r-e-a-l dash talk you can also uh, should be in the description of the podcast or whatever format you're watching this on if you click that link go all the way down to submit a question hit submit it's going to pull up a form fillable box you type it in and hit submit it goes into our database completely anonymously couldn't find you if we tried so if you have questions about any of that stuff life god how they connect any of those kinds of things. It's just a safe opportunity to do that in an anonymous way. So maybe there's questions you're embarrassed to ask your pastor or to even ask publicly. Mm-hmm. Well, here is your chance. There you and go. That's the gist of it. So, business. what was that? I said business. I feel like we've started this episode incredibly awkwardly. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that is not his normal laugh. <laughs> like, the heck was that? That's anyway, right. um, I, I tend to try to I tend to try to uh, <laughs> stay away from from the wheeze. I've heard it's overbearing on people's ears. <laughs> really? That's what I've heard. Wow. Especially the old, the old live days. Well, last I used, to, used to top out the audio with my old wheezer. Uh, he's talking about a laugh for those who are brand new to the podcast. Again, uh-huh. we don't typically start this way. Um, been a weird day. So. Uh, completely don't remember what I was saying. Um, yeah, so today has been a weird day already. Um, we had a pretty like heated little staff meeting beforehand, which puts everybody in a weird mood. Had to start because we were running really late, and then we came in with this intro, probably tried to overcompensate, and uh, hence here we are. So we try to keep it pretty real around here. Yeah, man. <clears throat> real talk. <laughs> he, you are happier today. Oh, God, I almost want to restart this episode. We're not going to. We're going to clearly keep going. But um, I don't know anything I was saying. Oh, yeah. So that's the gist of it. Um, we are actually running a little low on questions and topics. So we've answered over, man, I don't even know now, probably getting close to 2,000. Um, so it's pretty cool. And those of you that have teamed with us to do that uh we're very thankful but you know what i know you guys have good thoughts topics opinions um could even be current world events and sort of how to view that through the lens of our faith um yeah i think uh we would love for you to shoot those into us so using that link send them to us we'd appreciate it i think sometimes people think that means we're like desperate for them to just send in random things like what is a banana like that's Mm-hmm. fun but not super helpful no so uh yeah you know real thoughts and questions you might have but that's right it would be great so we have we do have one question which i don't know if we want to answer that now or do the how we're doing thing fun turn says go ahead and answer that all right cool um okay all right so guys our first question and only question we have for you guys today is in john 19 21 to 22 Pilate didn't change the sign did Pilate believe jesus was who he said he was. So what Pontius Pilate is the Roman official who the Jews, the Jewish leaders, I'm sorry, the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees, Sadducees, all those people who were trying to drum up a charge to get Jesus out of the picture, Mm. threatened by him. 
they appealed to him and essentially said, among other things, that he was sort of inciting, was going to incite a rebellion type of thing, was all those kinds of things. <clears throat> um, that's the gist of the story. And there's this interesting interaction with Pontius Pilate because um, he, he literally says that Jesus is innocent. He says that this man has done nothing. And in fact, it's kind of an eerie story. Pontius Pilate's wife sends a message to him while he's trying to figure out what to do and says, don't do anything to this innocent man because I've had a dream about him. And she said it scared her. Um, and Pontius Pilate, you know, famously went before them and um, went before the crowd. And they had a tradition in which they would release one Jewish prisoner, one prisoner. And, uh, you know, hey, do you want to release Jesus or do you want to release this murderer? Uh, rebel rouser, insider, insurrectionist, and they chose the other guy, Barabbas. Mm. And Pontius Pilate famously washed his hands. That's where you get the, you know, I wash my hands of this blood, symbolically saying, hey, it's not on me. Um, but at the end of the day, and that can let, that can kind of lead you to think, well, maybe he believed. Well, let's remember, he condemned him to death. That's right. Um, no, I think there's actually a really sad and interesting part of that story where Pontius Pilate, Jesus says to him, I am the king, you know, what you said is right. I, and um, he's, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And then, incredible question from Pontius Pilate, and I think it was genuine. He says, what is truth? Um, and I think he meant it. What is truth? And I think he, he didn't know what to do. So I do think on the one hand, he knew Jesus was guilty. And it's actually kind of a sad story. And I think uh, Pontius Pilate, even in that moment, had an opportunity. You know, Reminds me of the Chosen with the scene of Nicodemus. You were That's so right. close. Mm -hmm. And he chose not to, and he chose to give in to peer pressure and, and, you know, didn't want to accept the truth that was in front of him. So when they crucified him, flogged him, etc., Jesus, that is, afterwards they hung above his head a sign that says, Jesus, King of the Jews. That's actually his charge. So really what that was, it did not mean he believed it. It was essentially why he's being crucified. Huh. So that was like, you know, they might put above someone murderer or whatever right. else. So, you know, that was the reason that they did that. Man. Yeah, it's pretty pretty powerful story, man. Um, Pontius Pilate. It is. It it makes sense you'd ask this question based on some of the interactions that he had with Jesus, because there's this moment where you're kind of like, you know, this guy almost he knows something's different about him. That's right. And even the dream, you know, the opportunity of the Holy Spirit through the dream to say, hey, 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 you know, I yeah, don't, man, don't do this. But yeah. again, prophecy was going to be fulfilled. Right. And like sometimes there's a couple of things that I always think about when it comes to to this part of the yeah. Bible. And it's, first off, like, the rest of uh, Pilate's life, like, like what it was like. Yeah. And then Barabbas, too. I wonder what Barabbas was like, if he ever changed, if he ever noticed anything different about this Jesus guy who who was chosen yeah. instead of me. Like, it makes you wonder if, if there's, if either their lives were changed from interactions. And again, I don't even know if, if Jesus ever actually interacted with Barabbas. I don't know. I mean, not that we see. Yeah, we see. But even just, it makes me wonder, though, if he, like, if he ever actually thought about that that situation. Like, I was let go, you know, or did he just go back to, you know. The same kind of life. Exactly. The same kind of life, just doing what he did before. And, you know, it's just interesting. Like, did he end back up and, like, did he did they end up throwing him back in jail eventually because he just never changed or, you know. Very interesting. Those are the those are two big things I always think about when I when I think about this story of the Bible. I think it's really interesting. Man. Mm -hmm. I think because um, <clears throat> Pilate, like, 
similar to, like you said, very Nicodemus-like in the sense of the interactions. And this, I mean, he even said that, like, this guy's done nothing wrong. Literally said that and still gave it, you know, gave it up to the crowd because he didn't want to be uncomfortable that moment. And, like, just like Nicodemus didn't want to leave. Mm. You know, it makes you wonder, like, what, what was his life like after that? Yeah, you actually had me going. Sorry, I was looking up what happened to Pilate, actually. Yeah. Um, I am curious. Uh, Josephus and the Roman historian Tacitus later also appeared to have recorded that he was the one that ordered Jesus' crucifixion, so outside sources. Okay. Um, according to Josephus, who's an his, ancient historian, uh, Pilate was removed from office because he violently suppressed an armed Samaritan movement. Um, they didn't particularly like that because it incites the Jewish people to get even more fired up, or the, you know, the people to get more fired Net up. to revolt. People in general, yeah. Yeah. Be Jewish. Um, and he was sent back to Rome by the legate of Syria to answer for this before Tiberius, though the emperor died before he arrived. Nothing is known about what happened after this. Um, on the basis of a mention the second century pagan philosopher Celsus and Christian apologist Origen, most modern historians believe that Pilate simply retired after his dismissal. Modern historians have different assessments of Pilate as an effective ruler. Some believe he was particularly brutal and ineffective governor. Others argued that his long time in office meant he must have been reasonably competent. Huh. Um, Interesting. There's also a legend. There's certain little sects of Christianity in which he is portrayed as a positive light and a martyr later on. Um, really? I have heard also, I read this, I had read this rumor before, but I wanted to look that there was some that he had committed suicide. Um, so, Lots trying to go all the directions. way down to the end here, yeah, see yeah. if I can find any, the, the most. Um, That's so wild, man. Yeah. And it, he was definitely removed from office. So that's, that's for sure. And Caligula, the next emperor, would have been the one who handled his trial to see what happened. Hmm. Um, Caligula. It's unclear whether uh, Caligula... <laughs> It's unclear whether any hearing took place as new emperors often dismissed. Uh, the only sure outcome we know is that when he went back to Rome, he was not reinstated as governor in Judea, either because the hearing went badly or because he didn't wish to return. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, others, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the church historian Eusebius, writing in the early 4th century, claims the tradition stated that Pilate committed suicide after he was crawled to Rome due to the disgrace he was in. So either way, wow. we don't really know. Man. And then I've also heard there's a legend as well that he, uh, his wife committed suicide after he did. So, yeah. But who knows? But, sorry, interesting little side no, note. Man, to that find that, out that what is happened. an interesting little side note. And but he definitely was not governor. There's, a, there's a lot of just little, like, there's a lot of things like that in the Bible where you just kind of, you know, if you let your mind you know do it it just you think of that stuff because yeah. again it's real like this is like when you treat it like it's real you your mind tends to have those kind of questions it's true man like pilot literally this is a guy who made such a huge decision in history and we don't know anything about him after that wow, that's, that's what makes the bible so cool man it's mm -hmm. like so much of it's been confirmed outside you know we don't have to guess what happened to mm -hmm. people. interesting it's crazy or even like and maybe you mentioned Nicod you know, we mentioned Nicodemus, how his you know, his interactions were similar to Nicodemus. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't remember again, you know, not the I don't have the best memory. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> um 
So did Nick just to let everyone know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did Nick? Is there any other information on Nicodemus after Jesus leaves? Like he 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 wants to go. He decides not to. And Actually, I mean, yeah, he's mentioned again. That's in fact towards the end. Uh, See, that's what I thought, but I also didn't want to say like I didn't want to confidently be like, yeah, man, like because I, I wasn't sense. sure. I couldn't remember if he was ever mentioned again and like what happened in his life and what he did. Yeah. He's the one who appeared after the crucifixion to give the embalming spices and assist Joseph of, Joseph of Arimathea in preparing the body of Jesus for burial. Which That's means, right. what does it probably mean? Then? He ended up, he was a, he was a believer. <sighs> probably, right, by the end, which is, wow. which is incredible and awesome. Actually, just kind of give me chills. Yeah. That's insane. Cool. That's, I knew he I really, had... I really like the way The Chosen, like, that guy does a good job, that whole story mm. of, of uh, Nicodemus, you know? Yeah, man, it's powerful. And that, wow, I knew he had something, like, I knew there was something d different. Like, I knew there was something more to him. Yeah. Gosh, that's crazy. Pretty cool. A lot of cool stuff, man. Yeah, and I've often wondered the same about Barabbas before, but there's no real thing mm -hmm. about what happened to him. The thing, me yes. a good speaker. There's no, I can't find anything about what happened to him. So, yeah, that's the gist of the guys. Great question. Thank you yeah. for asking. See how your one little question led us down a rabbit trail of, Nicodemus and Barabbas and Pilate and all kinds of things. So it's thank fun. you so much for real. That was a great question. Yeah, I loved it. Moving forward, um, we do have a topic that I think we're pretty excited to talk about today. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because this is something that's continued to pop up for us over the past couple months. In fact, we mentioned some of this months ago. Months ago. Um, we'll try to keep it all connected with you guys, but I, I want you to understand, for those of you that are like, oh, it's just another episode. Another this is going to be a good one. I believe that. And... Um, you want to stick around for our discussion. But before that, we'll catch you up a little bit on how we're doing. We'll try to keep it brief-ish. Mm -hmm. AJ, my friend, my brother, mm. how is life treating you? Mm. What are you learning along the journey towards becoming who God has made you to be mm. in life on the highway? <laughs> in life on the highway? Uh, first off... Before I go into how I'm doing and how I am doing on the life down the highway, yeah, um, I just wanted to say that when you were talking a second ago and you did your your little your little mopey thing you do when you're making fun of people and myself and, and yourself, <laughs> it made me because you said another one and it made me think of a, another one. DJ Khaled. I knew it as soon as the way you said it, yeah. <laughs> and it made me think of man mopey uh, a so mopey Khaled. As like a character? Mm -hmm. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Khaled. Yeah. Well, all I do is whine. I don't no know. No matter what. I don't um, know how we got here. Me either, man. But that's Welcome just my mind. Yep. Hey, I'm with you. So anyways, I just had to get that out of the way because it was, it was in the forefront of my mind. I feel like I need to explain what I just did too. Okay. The podcast people... <laughs> You're not going to care, and I didn't need to tell you. But those that watch on the video, I just grimaced in agonizing pain. You may have seen me do it several times. I'm having another back week yeah. where, I, uh, where my back's hurting again, mm. which is unfortunate because this evening we have our conditioning. That's right. we got to run. So that's it. Nothing weird going on. I don't <laughs> randomly make those faces except last week in the episode. Anyway, moving forward. So How are you doing on the highway of life? On the highway of life, um... Kind of reference, referencing what you you said earlier, we kind of had you know a little a little heated, um, little meeting. 
Not really. Now, keep for people to know. It doesn't mean we were like mad at you. Yeah, not like mad or anything. Yeah. That's not what we mean. It was just, I guess, we should say it was just very passionate. That's a good way to put it. You know, that's what's so cool about this place. Here's, the, gosh, I'm just full of side notes today. Me too, man. That's, um, that's what the show's about. Yes. So, listen, guys, real quick, just to preface here, you know, people who are passionate, it doesn't mean they're angry. <laughs> you know, it just shows how much they care. They care and how much they love god and how much they love each other so you know that's one thing that's so cool about this place you know the remnant is you know we, we're just full of a bunch of passionate people mm. and so when we get into you know conversations sometimes it can seem like we're angry we're not um so a little side note yeah that's fair <laughs> um so yeah i just wanted to start off by referencing this conversation you know it's life man life is a highway when you really think about it and I'm taking something that's funny, and I'm making it serious. Nice. Um, and the reason why it is a highway is because you can you got two options in life, man. You can either put on your blinders and just keep looking ahead. He's coming. And that can just result in stat- being stagnant. It can result in you not having a faith that's on fire. It can result... And depression, it can result in all the in so much stuff. Mm. So that's one option. The other option is when you're on that highway, is to take in what what is what is what you what is passed by, you know. And what I mean by that is actually grasping that on this journey. Look at how beautiful it is, you know. I think about mm. even just. The actual now, like using the the visual of being on a highway on a long trip, you know, you can either, you know, sleep or you can, you know, be mopey that you have 10 hours on a drive or you can take in everything around you and realize how beautiful it is. Mm. And, you know, similar to the Christian journey, you know, I think I am so often putting those blinders on as soon as I wake up, man, every day, you know, thoughts just screaming at me a thousand of them mm. um and before you know it you know you've made one mistake and then you make another then you make another and then before you know it you snowballed into a day that's just chaos um and that can feel like every other day for me and it's funny because when you when you think about it <laughs> you know it's all it all goes back to you know what are you doing in the moments when you make a mistake are you just kind of passing it off and you know, putting the blinders back on, or you are you throwing those blinders aside and going, "Gosh, dang it, let me take this in," you know, because even in the in, in the midst of mistakes, man, there's beauty in it because you can learn, you can apply, you can move, you can move forward, and be better, <laughs> you know. And sometimes all it takes is even just a little, uh, uh, just a, just a tiny switch of a mindset. Sometimes, of, and you said this in that in that talk we had, you know, what's the difference between you know, well, I just got to be better, and I'm going to be better. Mm. You know, when, you know, and this is me talking to a mirror, but I'm also talking to anybody who's watching or listening. When, when are you going to make that decision? Because I know you have similar thoughts. We're human. When are you going to say, I'm going to do this, not I need to or I should? Yeah, because it's almost, um, you're sabotaging yourself. Yes. Because you're, you're, it's almost in a way saying, I don't know if I can, mm-hmm. but I should. Yep. Right? That's good. That's a good way to put it. And, you know, it makes me think, like, what is it going to take then? 
what is it going to take for you to wake up? And that's talking to myself. What is it going to take for me to to finally take those blinders off, which I do sometimes, but actually just leave them there, keep them, throw them away. Mm. How you know what is it going to take? What has to happen for me to go? Okay, I am going to be better mm. instead of well, I should be or I I need I I got I gotta you know what is it going to take? Um, and so that's something I'm 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 pondering. You know what has to happen. Mm. You know it's scary to think about because. One thing I struggle with is my I struggle to take action. I've kind of noticed this. I I I genuinely believe in my heart I want to be the best person I can be and I want to be you know and in my faith, you know, being a Christian, you know, I want to be like Jesus and I believe that with my heart and I love Jesus and I know him. I know Jesus, I do. And I know what he's done for me and I know how much he's changed me. Even in what I've done now, up to this point of my life, he's changed me so much. I'm a completely different person, and it's, it's such a miracle, man, and it's powerful. But in the midst of that, you know, what is it going to take? It's almost like levels in a video game. Mm. Like, the, the, <laughs> the, the larger the level, the more difficult it becomes. There's more stuff in the way. There's more stuff that you have to overcome, you know, like – how many levels is it going to take for me to finally go, okay, what's happening here? Why, why am I saying I should be better instead of I'm going to be better? Yeah. You know? So that's kind of what I'm pondering. Um, but it's cool, man, because old AJ, and this is how I know I've changed, this, I'm confident in this, hmm. is that old AJ would take this conversation and wouldn't want anything to do with it. He would... <laughs> He would probably think that he's being he's being honorable by dis- disregarding it and not causing anything, no trouble, or even wanting to invest in it. Just kind of, oh, you know, I'll just stay in my own little lane over here and not care, you know. And, and but but act like I do, so people, you know, I don't hurt people. Mm. Um, new AJ, the real me, knows that this is this all. There's all point behind all of this. You know, whether that's from, you know, your guys' perspective, there's, you know, you guys love me. Or, you know, I know God's trying to teach me something. There, There is something to this. There's This isn't just pointless. Mm. You know, there is a reason why this happened. You know, there's a reason why I have, you know, there's a reason why we had this conversation today. You know, I think you say this when you preach sometimes. But this can be applied even outside of that, and I love that. I love, I love this, and as I actually botched it so hard one time in one of my intros when I tried to say it, <laughs> it, it is a divine appointment, man. I think that's so true, and and God is constantly trying to have divine appointments with us all the time, mm-hmm. and we either take it or we don't. And uh, you know, that meeting we had, I want to take it as a divine appointment, man. And I really want to. I want. I want to grow, and I'm going to grow, and I'm going to be better. Like I, and I know that. I know in my heart, as long as I am following Jesus and I'm taking my faith for what it really is, for what it actually is, that it's all real, mm. I can't go anywhere but up. Mm. When you think about it, you can't. You can't go anywhere but up when you're actually following Jesus. Um, so, yeah, man. That is the highway, I guess. <laughs> you know, the highway is... 
you know, sometimes you take an exit and, you know, whatever the exit looks like, sin, you know, that's how we, you know, I guess that's the best way to look at it. You know, you take the, you know, the high, you know, you're on the highway, that journey, you know, you used to also use another analogy I'll never forget is that idea of, you know, keeping, keeping your sight straight, you know, straight, uh, straight and narrow. And, uh, you know, you're looking at Jesus, but, you know, sometimes you veer off and, you know, you look left or right. And sometimes, you know, that's, that's your sin, you know, and, and you kind of veer, but then you come back, you know, and that's, that's kind of that same thing with the highway. Like I, you know, sometimes I take exits, but mm. I always get back on, man. So it's good. dude. Yeah. Awesome. Sorry to ramble, but it's not rambling, man. You're showing, sharing your heart. And I think it's good for people to hear someone. What I really like about that is they're getting to he- really hear you. And not just for the show. And, like, you know, what he just shared is really, that's what it's like, right? I mean, that's that's your heart, and that's how we all at times, I like that you said, hey, I'm talking in a mirror, but I'm also talking to you. Mm-hmm. And because we do think that. And, that's and right. you know what, man? The idea of even letting someone, letting ourselves think or process why we do what we do or what we're going to do is so rare because we're always, you even say this about yourself, Yeah, we're always on the Excuse me, on the go. That's right, always. Right. Yeah, man. You and when you're always on the go, man, it's just such. Uh, it it sucks because when you're on the go, even if you're being productive, you're mm. getting stuff done, man. But it just loses all substance. It loses it. You forget why you're doing the things you're doing, you know. And once and eventually that catches up with you. You can sit there and you're, you you can be running a marathon, but man, if you forget why you're running the marathon, you're gonna want to stop, like, mm. and. I don't know, man. You're right. Like, we just got to slow down, man, for all those people out there, and you know, that are like me, that are, you know, anxious and trying to constantly catch up or, or you know, or you feel like you just have to constantly try to catch up in life. Like, man, slow down. Take steps. Like, sometimes it's better to walk than run. <laughs> you know? It's good, man. Sometimes you can run into a trap when – in all in all reality, if you just would have walked, you would have saw it and walked around it instead of just falling into it. Like, <laughs> mm. so I don't know, man. Just very very contemplative and just very, you know. I'm not even sad. It's just like a. It was a good dose of reality. Like, this is who I like. This is who I act out as, and it's not me. And mm. w- what am I gonna do? You know, am I going to let this just be another time that passes? Or am I going to go, okay, this was a divine appointment, man. It's time to take a step here. You know, it's time to say I'm going to, not I should. Mm. So, yeah. Pretty powerful, man. For real. Mm. Um. But other than that, I'm good. <laughs> um, I don't think I have anything else, really. I think that's that's the big thing. Because, that, honestly, that, that applies to everything. Like, there's probably other, like, small things I could say, but that that's just the overall <coughs> theme of my highway. <laughs> I think it was good. Thank you. Um, you got something fun, Turn? I thought it was awesome. It's a great reminder. I wrote down the uh, – I wrote down – I was going to put that as a – Pause. Thing. Is your mic on? Yes. Okay. It is. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know, this happens a lot where just randomly either I will forget to turn on my mic or I will not unmute myself. And then I just yell across the studio because I'm loud, um, which is hmm. terrible. Um, but I called this the shift. Hmm. 
and I was going to make this into a quick clip and just the idea that this is a shift. And, I, and even I wrote down for like later, but I, it came to mind. It's uh, you did a sermon called like the 10 degrees. Mm -hmm. And that reminds me a lot of this, which you should. One degree, yeah, one degree. Oh, the one degree. One, the degree. one degree. Yep. Even less. Um, <laughs> even less. Uh, the one degree. And honestly, also people who are listening. Go to our website and check out. That sermon was great. There's also a bunch mm -hmm. of other sermons on there that are awesome. You should go check them out. But it reminds me a lot of that sermon and how so little can change so much. Mm. And it's just a small shift. That's right. It's mm. good, man. Thank you. Toddy, how you doing, man? How is the how is the highway of life for you? Um I, I'm doing okay, man. I, I think I, I shared this last week. Trying to choose to, you know, live out of who I am and not who I sometimes think I'm supposed to be. Hmm. Um, and that sounds all mysterious or hokey, but it, it's, it's the truth. <clears throat> if I, if I, I tend to, what I've noticed is when I don't live out of who I am, okay. So let's, easy example, leader. I'm in a, I'm in a position to lead. Mm -hmm. I've always said a title is not, does not make a leader. That's right. Um, Truth. So for a long time, you know, but I'm in a position now in which, you know, that is accepted by a group of people, you know, or I, I'm in a role in which I'm, I'm having to lead a pretty consistent basis in some yeah, capacity. Man. And I even struggle to say lead because it's so popular. Everybody wants to be a leader, you know, everybody mm -hmm. wants to be a leader. Like we've talked about in our, uh, at our church, changing our leadership class name to servant class and seeing the same amount of people sign right. up um, because that is what... Leadership is biblical service, definition man. of it is is, the, is is what I view it as. So, what what I do is when I tend to live out of what people expect me to be, what I think they want me expect me to be, I end up being this caricature of, and I'm not happy, and I'm not excited, and I get frustrated easier. And so I, I shared this last week. Go go check out last week's episode. I know a lot of you missed it because it came out later. Yeah, but it talks more about that and just living out of my joy and choosing to. Choosing to do that. So that's been cool. With that, though, has come tangibly, and we talked about this briefly too, is me. I think a lot of times people have a tendency to, I'm going to put this in a way, poetic way, because I like words, so I don't get all freaked out, <laughs> pastors and other people that watch this. I'm not being mystic here, but we don't want to step into our glory, right? That we dim ourselves because either... There's this weird thing in Christianity, which is the person who hates himself the most is the most holy. Right. And we're not allowed to like ourselves because somehow that, or even like anything about ourselves, because somehow that's a, I don't know, like setting ourselves too high, which is not a biblical like thing at all. Um, hmm. So what what does that mean for me? Well, when I do that, I don't, I start to question, like, I don't want to look like the mean guy and I don't want to make people upset. And I don't want to look like to know it all, and I don't want to do this. And, but really what it is is it's justifying not stepping into leadership and, and making decisions, which is what people are, you know, what I've told you. And I wrote this down a long time ago, and I'm not saying I made this up, but I kind of forgot it. And it's like, listen, when you're a leader, and I mean God has given you that gift maybe, and, and anyone really, someone's always following someone. Mm -hmm. So people are leading regardless you know, if pe people are following me regardless, where am I leading? <laughs> you know, where am I leading? And sometimes I think I just sit because I don't want to offend or I'm like, well, I'm going to let them. And sometimes like I believe so much in like coaching people and letting yeah. people um, learn and like step into stuff. And 
I don't like to micromanage. And so then, but then it hinders us. And so this last week, I think I've just stepped in and started doing that. And what I've noticed is the strangest thing. People are actually more happy and free when I do that. And that sounds weird. And I think that's been kind of an epiphany for me is, and convicting is like, you know, sometimes people, when they don't know how, yeah, they want to be shown, like they want to be told, but sometimes they need to be shown. Yeah. And showing it means I got to do it, right? So whether that's making a decision that seems minor, but I just make it. And what's weird is I have been less stressed. You would think it'd be the other way around. Because it's but, like more to do or whatever. Yeah, or like, but yeah. I've been less stressed because I'm just living out of who I am, you know? Um, and primarily that's coming because we're getting ready. Our church that sponsors this show is getting ready for our big grand opening morning that's service. Right. So we've always been a little different in the fact that we've been in the evenings, like 6 p.m., on a Sunday, and yeah. we grew, man, and God has blessed us. But so we decided so to move right to the mornings, at eleven a.m. specifically, in order to, you know, just reach more people and uh, you know, go to the people. Hmm. <clears throat> so with that's come a lot of changes and making sure we're getting ready, and um, so it's kind of been nonstop. But that's the other weird thing about me. I don't like this, but I sort of thrive sometimes in chaos or like thrive when there's a lot to do yeah and it's not even about being busy it's just i think i don't live in my head because i'm just living out of what i am just kind of rise to the that occasion bro yeah maybe yeah um <clears throat> and it's the weirdest thing so that's been neat for me to see both and convicting because i think i haven't served people mm. because sometimes serving people is making those decisions you know that makes sense? Yeah. Um, and the little things that maybe I'm like, well, I don't want to be a micromanager. And it's like, no, man, you just don't want them to be upset at you. Don't lie. Mm. You know? So That's really cool, man. <coughs> That's one thing I really appreciate about you, man, is like, you're just so honest. <laughs> like, you're so willing to see that. You know, it's funny. I think so many of us, including myself, we, we're just so like... I don't even think a lot of the time we're trying to not face how we feel, but we're so used to not, like doing that that it almost like we just don't even recognize it a lot of the time until like someone kicks us in the butt and goes hey mm -hmm. do you realize what you're doing here it's like oh man mm -hmm. shoot you're just so like that's why i know you're a truly humble and you have so much humility dude is because you don't need that mm. like you just see it mm. and so that. many of us don't have that it's so cool well, i appreciate that man. yeah i don't see you know Wow, there I am about to dim myself. Yeah, thank you. I'll just take it. <laughs> yeah, so that's been, it's been interesting. And um, there's some sadness, too. It's funny. I really do appreciate it. I don't want to blow off what you said. Yeah, sure. I appreciate Absolutely. that. Cause, of course, man. Because I don't, I do struggle. I told you that today. I struggle with the same doubts everyone else does. I don't see in the mirror, whether that's, um, you know, symbolically or whether it's literally, what other people tell me they see. Mm. And so sometimes, I, and what I was sharing with you guys is, I, you know, daily face the decision of, okay, I don't feel good enough, worthy enough, qualified enough to do what I am called, what I'm, what I'm doing. Well, in that moment, I have two options. I either accept and trust what God sees clearly, or I trust what I see. And in the moment, like, it doesn't seem that way because it seems so like, no, it's very humble. If I choose not to live out of what he tells me I am, even though I don't feel that way, I'm setting myself above him, right, as though I'm the judge and 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 that's crazy because we don't, we don't think about that in Christianity because it's become such a weird little like badge of honor to see who hates themselves the most. Yeah, it's really <coughs> sad actually. 
It's really um, sad. And yeah, I, it I'm, is. I'm honestly, if I'm being honest, like I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. No, I mean, we all are. Yeah. But what I, that's what needs to change. Yes. It's, it's God, Jesus does not have this expectation of hating ourselves. In fact, even the scripture says, you know, let no one think too highly of himself, right? But in humility, let himself put the needs of others above his own. Like, it's not about, they, they just stop after that first part. Let no one think highly of himself. No, he's saying don't let yourself become the main focus to the point that you're not able to love other people, you know? And and there's a thin line there, man. Well, there isn't. It's actually not, but we make it this ugly thing, mm-hmm. which leads me to what we're going to talk today uh, in a minute and kind of the last thing about how I'm feeling. So this is going to be weird. I don't even know if you've connected this. So we had a talk with a friend of ours, Luke, if you're watching. Shout out to you, buddy. Love you, dude. Um, he probably is never going to see this. But if he does, we had a talk with him. After our basketball, Luke goes to, he's a deacon at another church, mm-hmm. comes and plays basketball at our, we play basketball, our men's group plays basketball every Sunday night. That's right. It's kind of cool, though, because a lot of the women come, too, the ones that can, and yeah, they man. just hang out pretty you know, cool. with each other while we play or whatever. Um, it's crazy of us. Like, it's late. <laughs> well, yes. now it'll be a little, hopefully a little better, but I'm rambling. Point is, we talked to him, and in that conversation, you and I got in the car after, and we haven't got to process with him. It's like, his feeling guilty processing things with us. Remember that? I remember. Um, and part of it, he's a humble guy, and he has such a good heart, and it's not a criticism. But also it made me sad because that's so norm in our cult, in a Christian culture. It's another weird thing, and it fits with. Remember we got in the car, and you, if he's listening, I hope he doesn't, he takes us right, because clearly we talk about it. I was like, what do you think about that? I was like, oh, we love that guy, and it's cool, and he's so passionate, and... You know, all these things we love about him. But we also said it's sad, man, because the fact that he felt like he he had to feel guilty sharing his heart with us or sharing things that he struggled with because, well, I don't want to sound like I'm speaking, you know, negatively in a certain way. And it's like, man, it's this thing in our culture and Christianity which ties in with the topic today and people's response to the same – There's. There's a certain segment of, quote, and I put this in quotes, Christians, and I would argue that they probably aren't, mm-hmm. if they're honest, um, segment of Christians who have chosen to respond to the strange things in this Christian culture that we talk about all the time, us in this room and those who watch the show. Mm-hmm. We don't ignore it. We see it. We talk about it. But there have been two, I think there's kind of three options. The one option that, they, that both us and those this group we're going to talk about is rejecting is the option to stay the same. We mm-hmm. see the problems. We're not going to ignore them. They shouldn't be ignored. That's right. With this is not quite the way of Jesus. Let's change it. We all agree, you know, that we that's not what we're going to be. Right. So on one hand, we sort of agree with this group. That's right. There must but be a change. there is the way that we respond. One says... I reject it. I throw it away. Um, it is all wrong. And in doing so, become the very thing they claim they're against, which we'll talk about in a second. But then there's the other one, which I think what our hearts are, and for the, which is, no, 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 no. Um, we cannot reject something that we are, we didn't, we don't get to choose to be a part of. Once we're in Christ, we are part of the body. Hmm. You cannot reject the body just because you don't like the foot. Hmm. Or you don't like it, right? If you got a dirty body, 
you don't kill yourself, you clean it. Oof. And that's the way it should be in the church. And I think what, and so I, um, that, that I've been wrestling with that. And it's interesting. And the reason I brought up the, the conversation with our friend Luke is because to me, we weren't thinking this. I see, you talk about divine appointments. It's all been lining up to bring this discussion to the forefront. That's right. P.S. Man. We'll try to wrap all this around. We're giving kind of a high view overview. The church that sponsors this, our church, started in a response to the very things these people, many of the things, not all of them, these things mm -hmm. are, people are seeing. But instead of wanting to, to kill the body, we want to clean the body. Right? That's good, man. So uh, that puts me in an interesting place um, yeah. a lot of times because I get frustrated and uh, it makes no sense because we aren't telling you what it is. But yeah, that's where I'm at. And trying to see where God's leading us in that and what our role is in that, as meaning even our specific church, us, the, us in this show, this podcast, all of it. Yeah, man. Because I think it's what's weird about where we're at, and we'll get to this later, what, what our position has become in this is that we are sort of hated by both sides. We're hated by the Christians who say, no, there's nothing to change. This is how you do it. Mm -hmm. And we're hated by the, quote, I was telling you, ex-evangelicals, because we are too stuck in this, and we are accepting this, and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's a lonely road. It's weird. Yeah. Because you, you don't get to be accepted by either camp. Hmm. Right? That's right. Um, and, and it's not just us. Many churches are doing this, like mm -hmm. trying to, to do that. What's but, weird, man, is it makes you... <laughs> It makes you, you know, I guess it makes me wonder, like, makes you wonder out of those two camps, you know, is there a right one in that instance? I don't, I don't think so. Oh, between the two extremes? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that maybe that's where the middle, maybe that's, in, maybe that's where we're supposed to be is in the middle because maybe that's where the, that's the true path. That's the narrow. Well, I'm not going to hide from that. I, I think that we'll get to that. So let's, let's define what's going on. Yeah, sorry. So, um. <laughs> Today's topic we want to talk about, and is this, there's a, there's, I kind of put it two ways. I even, you guys aren't going to believe this. I got some notes here. <laughs> we, the show is never ready, right before we started filming, which is better than normal, have chosen to talk about, look at that, real talk with some words. <laughs> um, so today we want to talk about a couple phrases that are becoming more popular in in the camp of Christianity. Mm -hmm. We actually answered a question about this a long time ago, and I'll be honest with you. I did not, I knew what the term meant. I did not realize we were, I, I wasn't hip to what was going on. You remember the question we got months ago about is it wrong to deconstruct your, deconstruct your faith? You remember that? And yes, we, I do. We answered that. it in a way that's like uh, general. Because I thought, like, it's not wrong to reject the parts or to, to question things. Right. But that's not what they mean. No. So deconstructionism nope. is this concept of tearing apart your faith, you know, rejecting it, throwing it away, getting rid of the parts. So for instance, and with that term closely associated is the term ex-evangelical, which is a play on the word evangelical mm -hmm. Christianity. We talked about this a few months, probably a year ago, when we talked about Josh Harris, who wrote a famous book way back in the day that I think is still fairly... Well, was fairly popular yeah. called "I Kiss Dating Goodbye," and it was a part of this what they now have termed purity movement. And the concept of the book was this guy was a pastor at the time. A youth pastor. Mm -hmm. um, he's like, "Hey, Christians shouldn't date 
right? Like date around. Like you should look to kind of a different way to approach relationships. Yeah. And courting sort of. And, and it became very popular. Um, and I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. Well, last year he essentially said, I am no longer a Christian in the ways that you look, right? He's, he calls him, I don't even remember what he called himself, but he's in the same concept. I'm not, got a divorce, said, I've done a ton of harm to the, to people. I'm sorry. And just all this crazy stuff, in my opinion, crazy in the sense of completely different than anything he's ever said. Yeah, man. So started there. We talked a few months later and that's what I mean by God kind of putting this stuff together. So a few months after that, we had we discussed briefly, it might have even been the same talk actually about Josh Harris, which is I believe it's Kevin Max from DC Talk, who said, I am a I am no longer a Christian. I'm an ex-evangelical. That's or right. something to the effect of that. P.S. I have some quotes that he defines himself. I don't know if I should do that now, or I'll kind of explain the road we're on. Okay. And help and fun turn. Tell us if we're if we're losing people or if this is still following a train of thought here. Mm -hmm. Stick around, guys. I promise you this will be worthwhile. Okay, I just want to make sure you guys understand because we're kind of processing it too. Yes. So he claims he's this, and he rejects this this Christianity. Okay, you know what? I'll just read some of his. I have his quotes. Let me read those before I move Mm -hmm. on. Now, is this from Harris or yeah? Okay. No, no, no. This is Kevin Max from DC Talk. Some of the things that he has said. These are. Different quotes he's put out recently. Okay. One is he says he no longer follows, he follows the universal Christ. He says Buddha is Christ and uh, some that, something else is you are, I am Christ, you are Christ, we are all Christ. I follow the universal Christ. Hmm. He says, these are quotes, specific quotes. I don't think the, I don't think the God that I believe in is going to just all of a sudden ignore me because I don't believe every single thing that's written down somewhere. Uh, in another article, Max further described himself as, quote, anti-war, pro-peace, anti-hate, pro-love, pro-LGBTQIA, pro-BLM, pro-open-mindedness, anti-narrow-mindedness, pro-utopia, anti-white nationalist agenda, pro-equality, pro-vax, pro-music, anti-one-percenters, pro-poor, pro-misfit, pro-Jesus, etc. Um, which is an interesting mix that he has put in here. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so that's his definition. Move on a few months. Again, this is our journey. Guys, we're, we're showing you as a staff or a crew here. All three of us have, have been dealing with this. Then we dealt with a guy. And if he sees this, hey, reach out to me. I'm willing to have you on the show. I'm not going to say your name, mm-hmm. but you know who you are. So a guy who actually was involved early on in the when we were planning this church. Yeah. Left, became a pastor somewhere else. At different places has worked at you know different nonprofits and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And recently has kind of reinvented himself on TikTok as a mystic, mm-hmm. okay, Christian mystic, but also calls calls himself an ex-evangelical. And we have seen some of his little TikToks. That's right. And uh, it's the same thing, man. It's this idea of, you know, they mentions Jesus periodically, at least, it's interesting, at least it's how I view it in the early videos that I've seen, because we've seen them months, it's just weird timing. We don't look for these. People are like, hey, have you seen this? Yeah. He'll mention Jesus. And then it just becomes kind of God. Then it's like, we should all reach for love, and, you know, we all, I don't know, can grow towards love, and I think we, you know, and then starts talking about capitalism, and how it's so ugly, and what do I do as a 
Jesus follower. He did another one that says, why? Someone said, apparently had asked him, why do you still cling to the term Christian if you don't really believe? And he goes, you know, I really am wrestling with this sort of, and I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I would say that, you know, the only reason, I, don't, I haven't fully let go of it yet because of I, Jesus. I kind of believe in the, it's just an interesting thing. And everything he says is pretty loving. And he even asks some good questions. And I don't mean to be, uh, I don't mean to be mocking or anything at all. I'm not. I'm just right. pointing out our journey of it's getting closer and closer to home. That's right. Absolutely. That's a good way to put um, it. So, and some of the things he said, and like I've almost done a response. We talked about the last week. I wanted to That's do right. a response. I don't know how to use a ticking talk, but you guys would help me and do a, a stitch and a duet or whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, I considered doing that. Yeah. Um, just because. But, I w- but the thought of what it would lead to, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't think it would be heard. I think it would be viewed as a, an aggressive challenge. Mm-hmm. And that wouldn't necessarily be my intention. So anyway, that's it. Right. So I want to, if you guys are okay, I want to read a few more definitions and things I found from different people. Yeah, And then man. we can kind of, so anyway, finish that up. It's sort of just, it's around, guys, and it's growing. And a lot of millennials, which would be my age, you guys' age younger, all the way to Gen Z, which is these... Just graduating, I think. Right? That's right. Kind of, they're they're headed there, um, and we mentioned this before. Christianity is not the fastest rise or the youngest fastest rising religion. Nope. The average age of a Christian in America is the latest plot or the latest thing I've seen is fifty six years old. Fifty six. Um, whereas the average Muslim is like twenty four. Wow. Is um, which is intriguing, right? And it's interesting and. That's just one example, mm-hmm. and the fact that the age discrepancy, and we all know that the church today recognizes they're losing young people, and I think a big part of that is is that what we said. We all, and I can admit it. I see we weren't you and I weren't raised in the church. Nope, Funturn was to agree, um, but we all see the same thing, and we're going to talk about that. Um, but it's the response to it. What's the appropriate response to the to the flaws in the American church? What are the appropriate responses to the flaws? And the ways that the, the culture that that American Christianity has created, how do we recognize it without throwing the baby out with the bathwater? That's right, man. So Chrissy Stroop, she has an article, talks about all this. And okay. I'm just going to read some quotes. Guys, I'm sorry to talk so much, but I think I need to set no, this up. You're doing a great job. So, thank you. She says, ex-evangelicals, ex-evangelicals, are not rebranded Christians. Many of us are not Christians at all. This is the first time I've at least heard this. Hmm. We are a group that consists of progressive Christians. Now, interesting, she separates Christians From and progressive Christians. Right. Weird. People who have joined other religions, agnostics and atheists, some of whom are quite vocal as atheists. She goes on to say, like it or not, this is her statement, conservative evangelicalism is a threat to democracy. Many of us ex-evangelicals were ex- explicitly, quote, trained up to dismantle American democracy, end quote. We went through Christian schooling or Christian ideological homeschooling in the decades in which these forms of, quote, alternative education took off and thus found ourselves subjected to a massive experiment in social engineering as we were indoctrinated and mobilized to, quote, take back America for Christ, end quote. Our Christianity was the culture wars, and I like to call those of us to whom this description applies Hashtag generation culture wars. She goes on to mention some crazy, in her view, uh, evangelicals or people who are doing these wild things. For instance, some pastor who claims to be an evangelical in Florida 
burn the Quran, mm-hmm. you know, how they're calling all Muslims uh, terrorists. You know, that's what evangelicals. And she goes up to say, because another pr- Christian came out and said, hey, that was just a guy who claimed that. He doesn't get to speak for everyone. And she wouldn't accept that. And her quote was, maybe there aren't many evangelicals lining up to burn Qurans in public. But does that mean evangelicals, as a rule, are not Islamophobic? Islamophobic. Yeah. And the rest of it tends to be very anti-Trump. Um, they would they would argue that that evangelicalism is synonymous with white conservative Republican nationalism, and that isn't Christ, and we reject that. And you know, mixed with the church has hurt us, mixed with the shame culture, mixed with um, all you know the hiding and the fake blah blah blah, and, and that's that's the gist. And so they're saying we are done with that. And so as she at least she was honest to say. In the evangelical movement are people who would call themselves, quote, progressive Christians all the way down to atheists. Um, so that is setting up the term, deconstructionism, exvangelical. Um, po- an- another term I've read that's more of the sociological term mm-hmm. is post-evangelical movement. The post-evangelical movement. What is the evangelical movement? So it's important to note that. So evangelical church, our church would be evangelical. Originally, it's church, any Protestant church almost would be. So they're the ones who believe in um, salvation by faith alone, mm-hmm. by, through grace alone, by faith in Jesus Christ, that we have a mission to go out and spread the gospel. That's right. And, you know, we view that as the only, like, well, that's Christianity. And I've, I've talked to you guys before. There are churches out there that are not evangelical. They don't believe that they need to, like, go and tell people, you know, et cetera. So that's pretty much what evangelicalism, they, the movement itself, um, it's just, you know, that's sort of the norm in at least the Midwest as well, right? I mean, right. That's, that's what we're all kind of raised in. So they lump all that into this term evangelical. Hmm. It's all just a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that's overwhelming to you guys listening, but I think it's important for us to put it out there. So they, in my mind, they can call it what they want. They mm-hmm. are essentially, let's just call evangelicalism in their mind, synonymous with Christianity. Mm-hmm. Quote, modern Christianity. Um, you know, so so when they're rejecting that. So, so I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? I have a lot. I have some thoughts. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the gist, because I think we need to give everyone in this room, a proverbial room, those watching <laughs> at home, the pod squad. Pod squad. Book nook. Book nook. Um, what this all means and that this is really happening. And maybe you find yourself in that camp. I hope it is. I hope you're one of those people out there saying, that's me. I'm an ex-evangelical because, one, I love you. Jesus loves you. But I think that you are – I'm just going to set this up right away. I think that you are – I think you're mistaken in your response. I agree. So you said it's a lot. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's just when I think about <laughs> – when I think about – a movement that has the 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 opinion that this woman has and again it's funny man because i try to think okay you know is she more of a, an extremist in this sort of situation you know or is this truly what the entire movement's about right i think about that but there's, well, but there is Christ. exactly, man. I was gonna say, you go and you see all these others who have the same. They're saying the same things, have the same mindset, and I go, okay. 
the fact that they are willing to say these things is so just, it, it honestly blows my mind. Sometimes it leaves me speechless. I don't even know what to say sometimes. Because I think about even just with the, the example of the, you know, the guy burning the, the uh, what is it? The Quran. Quran, yeah. yes. I want to make sure I enunciated that correctly. Burning the Quran, you know. And for her to say <laughs> that this applies to everybody that claims to be evangelical is honestly so irrational on so many levels. It's unbelievable. I could turn around if I wanted to, and because this lady, I could say, well, you know, because somebody that is of your race and your belief, uh, well, they, you know, they beat up, a, they beat up a black person. Well, uh, you're racist. I could just turn around. I could do it. Uh, but but sure. then they go, why? Well, you know, how do they defend themselves? Well, I'm, this is what I stand up for. Like, it's just, I don't get it. Yeah, man, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think I think there's a side, before we even talk about Christianity, that is, and I mean this respectfully to those, okay? And I, I guess I'm challenging you back, because you're challenging me mm-hmm. as a Christian, and quote, evangelical, which is a Christian. I'm going to challenge you back. It's irrational. So on yes. the one hand, you're telling me that you're rejecting... Christianity, evangelicalism, okay, mm-hmm. evangelical, because it is synonymous with, quote, in your terms, then you view this as pro-Trump, white nationalism, uh, blah, 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 you know, America first, those List kinds of things. goes on and on, yeah. But in doing so, you're allowing your own politics to influence your faith because yes. you just told me what you believe. Mm-hmm. You just told the only difference is is you're giving your you are demonizing one view that you are claiming is demonizing everyone else. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. So it's illogical. You are doing the same thing you are accusing evangelicals of doing. You yes. are politicizing your faith. Yep, it is a direct contradiction, man. So it, that that's my personal opinion, and that's a that's a frustration because it makes no sense, right? Um, because that, especially those, that's the worst argument to me. Some of them, some of their, uh, criticisms of the church, I agree with, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll get to that in a second, but I like that you said that cause it is irrational and very, you know, think about what you're doing. You know, you're doing the very, you say you stand for love and inclusion, right? We'll talk about in a second. That right. Just because the gospel is not all inclusive in the sense that people can choose not to accept the call does not mean that the offer is not all-inclusive. Hmm. That's so good. All. Amen, dude. You know, um, <laughs> for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that those who might put their faith in him, right, would have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. The sure. world, everyone. <laughs> Man. And, you know, I think sometimes what you're showing in these moments is you never truly followed Christ. You followed the false Jesus. We've talked about this many times. In fact, the same thing you're probably alluding to. We, you followed the, the rags and puppet Jesus. That's right. The made-up version of him that you've been sold to by many churches in this country, and we're in agreement about that. A Jesus that is not the Jesus of the Bible, but is held to be. But the, the difference is, is that in rejecting your false Jesus, your false idol, you have rejected the true God. Because you you have, instead of using that and saying, no, something's wrong, that's, I look at this and that's not him. I don't even think you do that. You just say, this is bad, which it is. And you throw away this, 
the stick figure and you say there must never have been a real one. Mm-hmm. Or he stands for love and peace and all these things that make you comfortable. Mm. Yep. When the truth is, there is a true Christ. And what you should do when you throw that away is not to walk away from Christ, but to strip away the layers of filth and the layers of you know, masks and the, 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 the puppets <clears throat> and find the true Jesus Christ of the Bible. Because he is not the things you claim. No. And yet you're 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 including him and you're saying you're not. Like some of you, at least that lady was like, Chrissy Stroop was willing to be honest and say, Yeah, it's not all Christian. We call him that. Although you say progressive Christian is different than Christian. Right, that's so weird. Instead of I don't know, I guess if I'm gonna be as honest as they are, because they're very blunt, I think it's the coward's way out, even mm-hmm. if it were possible, because you are saying, instead of change it, I reject it. Because mm-hmm. which one's easier, to walk away or to stay in and clean the house? That's right, man. Um, so, and which one's easy, yeah, easier? You know, so, That's I don't good. know if this is making sense to people that may not. But, I mean, listen, man, some of the things we, we can agree with. We've talked about this a lot. Um, you know, we read in the Bible that we are to confess our sins to each other and we'll be healed. That Truth. we are to love and to forgive. And do I see that in the overarching culture of the church? No, there's not a... In, in popular American church today, is there freedom to confess sins? Sure. Sure, they tell you that. But what happens if you, you know, oh, that's really nice of you. Now let's go ahead and punish you and make sure that you'll never do it again. That's right. And that's not in the Bible. Um, you know, dealing with, do I think that shaming people, letting people live in fear, making a fake culture in which no one can share their struggles or their their flaws or their their sins even that they wrestle with. And that's why we don't have victory over because we don't do what God told us to do. You know, instead of confessing our sins and you will be healed, which is what the scripture says, as you pray for each other and hold each other and walk it out, it becomes a, you know, confess your sins so that you can be shamed into not doing it again, which in turn makes everyone hide. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I see all of that. I see... The hypocrisy. I see the strange competition between church to church. I see the hate. I see, you know, walking away from people when they're in ugly situations because you want this fake carbon copy, gross, like, I don't know, man. I just view it as these Stepford wives. Everybody's wearing the same mm-hmm. creepy plastic masks. That's what you want because that's what you think the world's going to respond to. This whitewashed, I don't mean that racially, I mean clean, perfect image that no one believes because it's fake and everyone sees it. It's 2D. You put a 2D picture of a perfect church in front of what's behind it and act like the world can't see it. Instead, what Jesus said is, I will boast all the more in my weaknesses. Right? Not I mean, Paul says this about Jesus. I will, I know I am a sinner in the worst of these. Mm. I know I'm not perfect. But I will boast all the more because even someone like me can be saved and used and loved and changed. That should give hope to the world. And instead we, yeah, man, I get it. I see it. You can hear it in my voice. I'm frustrated with you. I'm frustrated that our church has been hated, hated by other churches in this community and pastors. That I've been told by a pastor who didn't have the guts to say it to me, but to a a woman that I, I love dearly in our church who is married to a brother of mine. That church takes grace too far. Are you kidding me? When you read in Romans 6 or 5, where it says, no, chapter 5, 
where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. You know, for if death came through the one man, how much more will life come through the one man, right? Death through Adam, life through Christ. Of course, that's ugly and gross and sick. Of course, it's ugly to tell someone that, oh yeah, your faith in Christ saves you, but you better keep up the good act or you'll lose it. That's all disgusting. And I agree with you. But the answer is not walking away nope. from the church. Mm-mm. And I say that as someone who, who lived his first six, seven, maybe ten. I became saved at seven, seven years, or six, seven. I became saved at 17. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't in church. And I, 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 I didn't go to church. And I loved Jesus. And I was one of those people that was so hurt by the church and what I saw. And I still get mad, even in the conversation with our friend Luke. And I hope he doesn't, you know, I'm not, the hurt that he goes through and, and his, because of just ridiculous stuff. Yeah, man. But it's, you can't, so I'm with you, my friend who is an evangelical, my friend who is a mystic. I'm with you in that. Your response is wrong. Hmm. And instead of finding the truth, you have went, as the word says, to find teachers who tell you what your itching ears want to hear. Mm. And most of the time, you've become your own teacher. Isn't that funny? They become their own teacher. The best teacher for them is is themselves. Mm. That they then paint the word universal Christ and paint the word, you know, love on because it makes you feel comfortable. Man, so I don't know, man. I so So we see the problems, all that to talk about. I kind of ranted there, but... The answer is not to reject Christ. Because the truth is, all this is done. You, you're not an ex-evangelical. You were never a Christian. That's right. You only have two options. And you can get mad at me because we'll look at the Bible. That's why the importance of the Bible. Because the truth is, eat both sides. If the, quote, evangelical culture that you're rejecting would only follow the Bible and allow for imperfections and failures among people, but not the Word of God and not God, we wouldn't have this culture. But you have rejected the Bible too. That's right. Complete. Instead of saying, let's go back, you're saying, and what are you telling the world that's confused? They don't know who Jesus is. They just hear you over here saying, I'm an ex-evangelical, progressive Christian. Well, what's the difference? Yep. I thought they Christian no was idea. someone who believed in Christ. You're, Chrissy, have separated them into two camps. Mm-hmm. How, you know, and you're going to say you're freeing them from what? So the, my frustration towards them is I have love for their personal hurts that have led them there. But I have, I'm going to say a righteous fury, I guess, towards the the confusion that you're bringing to the lost. Yes, man. That's just adding more Those chains, are not the man. only two options. And you have, been, you have been blinded by your hurt. And there's only two options. You are either prodigal and you'll come home someday, and I hope you do soon because he loves you. Mm-hmm. He loves you. Or... You were never a believer. Nope, never. And again, you can paint anything you want with love and inclusion and BLM and anti-LG, blah, blah, blah. blah. That doesn't change that you've created something ugly because anything not based on the foundation of Christ is ugly. That's right. At the end of the day, it will be ugly, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus says the things that aren't built out of what's right will burn away like hay and all... The only thing in our lives that matters is going to be the gold, the things that that really matter. You know what I'm saying? Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, man. So that's, you know, 
could rant more. But even and it's so deceptive because even that quote I told you where he says I'm anti anti. You know, let's look at this list. Yeah, for a yeah, that that was extensive. Because isn't it interesting that in this is what I see? I see someone mixing truth. He's implying that real Christ is all these things, right? And that's not true. And by doing so, he's mixing some truth with some lies. So, for instance, anti-hate. Yeah, Jesus is anti-hate. Pro-peace. Jesus is pro-peace. Anti-war. Jesus is anti-war. Pro-love. Yeah, Jesus is pro-love. Pro-LGBTQIA. No. Mm -mm. No. Pro-loving them. Loves them. Absolutely. Condoning sin. That's not what Jesus is, but you've mixed that up, mm -hmm. right? Because it sounds good because what you've done, oh, it makes me mad, is you've let there only be two options. I either have to tell you that the way you're, that God is okay with the way you're living when it's not good for you because he only does good, or I hate you. Yep. That is what you're telling me. That's the only I'm either pro you, which even that, I'm pro you, which that's not true. Pro means I have to agree with you, or, or I, I hate you. you. Yeah. Either pro you or anti you, which is insane. Kevin, that's irresponsible, man. You're never going to see this DC talk guy. That's irresponsible. Mm -hmm. uh, what else? Uh, pro BLM. <laughs> I don't think he'd be pro BLM and what it's become. Sure, if you mean the idea that races are equal, yes. <laughs> that you know, we don't see flesh. Jesus himself said, I mean, the skin color Jesus himself, Paul says, you know, there is no Jew or Gentile, Greek or. Uh, or grew, yeah, Greek or Roman, all these other things, right? There is only Christ. Mm. Pro-open-mindedness. What does that even mean? Once again, it sounds to me like you say pro-let people do whatever they want. Yep. And tell them it's okay. P.S. I'm fine with people doing whatever they want. But I'm not going to lie to them and tell them there's a consequence. Mm -hmm. um, Anti-narrow-mindedness. There you go again. Implying that to say there's one way is being narrow-minded. Uh, Pro-utopia. That's heaven. That's the only utopia that's coming. Anti-white nationalist. Anti-white nationalist. Nationalist. Mm -hmm. What about anti-black nationalist? Can you be a black American nationalist? Does anyone even know what that means? Because a nationalist, Kevin, means that you are putting your identity in this as an American above everything else. Mm -hmm. We are the best. We are the. You know, everyone else sucks. But apparently only, you're implying only whites can. P.S. you're white. Mm -hmm. you, you know. Um, pro-equality. Jesus is pro-equality. Absolutely. I'm pro-equality. What Me is too. equality? You're, you're valuable. Pro-vax. What does that have to do with anything? That's a personal opinion. Mm -hmm. Pro-music. What? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> right. Anti-one percenters. I assume that's rich, right? I would guess so. Um, Pro-poor. Jesus is pro poor, pro misfit. Jesus is pro Jesus, pro Jesus. Are you? Are you pro Jesus? No. So you know, I don't. Know. I'm done rambling. It's just very confusing. It's a culture they've tried to create. They've tried to create a culture of affirmation, but in the midst of them trying to create a culture of affirmation, they've done exactly the opposite. They 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 affirm what they want, but I mean, they speak hate mm -hmm. more than anyone. Dude, you know what? And we're probably going to get attacked and accused right now, but that's the truth. Yes. You, they, Fun turn saying, oh, yeah, we're going to get smashed. That's Well, it's, 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 you know, I'm sick of it. <laughs> Listen, I'm anti-nationalism in the, in, the, in the sense of Christ. Like, it's okay to not hate your country. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's wrong to put to the mindset that, you know, God only cares about American Christians or that God looks and even sees that kind of thing. Right. right? When what God sees is his people are not his people. 
mm-hmm. and all over the world. Um, but not everybody in America thinks that. But I also don't believe in like destroying buildings and burning mm-hmm. things down because that's not pro G. Like that's not Jesus. No, man. Um, I don't know, man. So you're it, right. It's, it is. It's all contra- It's all contradictive to what they say they believe. Because if you really were affirming, then why won't you affirm me? Why won't you say? Why won't you say? Oh, well, you know, that's how you want to believe it. Well, then we'll just let you believe that. But no, instead, you want to try to. You want to say you hate me, and you say what I do is hateful. How does that make sense? Yeah, and it doesn't. And I think what we're trying to do, and, and it strengthens even more what many churches in this country are trying to do. There are churches doing this because mm-hmm. I do think there's a problem. I agree with you, brother, even ex-evangelical out there. I, I agree with you that there are so there are problems in the overall culture of the American church. Yes. When you have, you know, it's going down, but it's 1.60 some percent of Americans say they're Christian. We clearly know that's not true. Right. Um, but that's not the answer. The answer, if you really want truth, is not to reject the truth and create your own. And, and you would say, they're going to say they are doing that. They're saying they're deconstructing, which, P.S., that's why I, want, I said it kind of positively. I think it's okay to do that. We're doing that yeah, right now. To take we, a look at it. Yes, when we talk about, like, hey, you should be able to confess things and not have to worry about punishment all the time. We should take care of the poor. We should not make it a social club. Like, all those things, I agree with you. Right. Right? We're in agreement on that. Um, and it's okay to deconstruct and say, I'm not going to do that or I'm going to live different, you know, and I, that's not what you're really doing. You're no. you're destroying to rebuild something like in your own image. Yes. Really, right? I mean, that's what it feels you're like. You're just taking things that you don't agree with and throwing them out and still saying you're like you're following the same mm-hmm. the same religion, which is so it, it's not. Yeah. It's so dumb. That's why I appreciate the, you know, Chrissy, uh, though she's still confusing, but just saying, no, what you really mean is anti church. Mm. And I get it. I get the frustration towards the church today. You know, we've said it many times. People sure. accuse me of hating the church. I don't hate it. I'm a part of the body. That's right. I hate the dirty parts. I hate the parts of us that, that don't match what Christ has told us to do collectively. That's right. But I also realize this. It's made up of broken people who have probably only been taught. And, you know, one way, and it's the, the real truth, the tragedy here is the biblical illiteracy among Christians, meaning they don't know what the Bible says. So if one person or one even denomination tells you that's what it says, they just believe it. Mm-hmm. The answer is not that's right. to throw it away. It's to, to say, let's go and read what it says. But there's fear in that because you do, right? You don't get, the reason I will kind of agree with them again is they don't get a lot, of, you don't get the freedom to question. You don't mm-hmm. get the freedom to say, well, do you think it has to be that way? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of churches will say, get out. That's right. Which right? is it's You're not, not allowed to do that, which is wrong too. It is wrong, 100%. So maybe maybe some of them went that way because they weren't allowed to question any other place. You know, there are probably some Christ followers that are that call themselves ex-evangelical. And if you're one of those people and you say, I believe in Jesus Christ, that he is the Lord and was raised from the dead and is the one and only son of God who died for my sins, and you, you're, you've put yourself in that camp because you weren't allowed to question then you are my true brother or sister, and I tell you, don't leave. Come help us. That's right. Come home. Come come help us clean our house. Help us clean the body. And and wherever that is, whether it's us or whether and you find one, there are churches out there that are doing it and pursuing it right. Go join them and, and walk it out, and let's change the culture. Right? Let's not... 
let's not confuse a world that is already so confused yes. by calling, by using terms like progressive Christianity. There's only Christianity. That's right, man. Period. It exist. Just like there's no conservative Christianity. No. There is Christianity. That's right. I don't know. No, I'll probably ramble. We probably didn't get... And we're probably only going to be heard by the people that are enraged at us. Yeah. But, Honestly, man, I don't know, dude. It's just it's just ridiculous. But yes, you're right. Like, there is only Christianity. It's all it is. You can't slap progressive in front of it. It's not real. <laughs> it's not. It's not how it works. You can't sit here and call yourself a Christian and say, but the Bible isn't real. It doesn't, yeah, this doesn't matter. It's not how it works. It's irrational. It's mm-hmm. sad. You know what? I hurt for them. I hurt for mm-hmm. some of the ones who have been hurt. Yeah. I don't hurt for the Joshua, what I think his name is Josh Harris, mm-hmm. who after railing against the capitalistic nature of the church, right, decides to teach a class on deconstructing your faith that only costs the cheap price of two seventy five. Per person. Mm-hmm. And then, but he came out after getting a lot of backlash and said, you're right, I handled that poorly. I should think of a different way to prop up other people. Weird, man. Weird. I don't know, man. Two seven, hey, you can learn how to tear your own faith apart for the, and be against money and capitalism church mm-hmm. for the low price of 275 That's right. <laughs> right? Like, come on. You know, and, and I don't know, man. I have a passion. Anyone that knows me well, if you listen to Real Talk, it's funny because the people over here, remember we told you the ones are like, nothing changes. You're all evil if you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, they hate me too. Yep. They hate us too. So, Like you said, we're in the middle. Um, because I'll tell you what, I am fired up about like the changes that we need to make. Yes. And I don't think I have all the answers, but I follow a God that does. Hmm. And I think if he told me if I knock, he'll answer the door, and if I ask and seek, We'll get our answers. So I'm going to seek the right way, as the church should, and the ways we need to redirect the ship, okay? We don't burn the ship to the ground. No. That's irrelevant. I mean, you're, it's irrational, excuse me. Um, but I do hurt for them, because I think a lot of them probably were hurt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but again, I would say the same thing. Either you're a hurt believer who's, you know, probably doing some foolish things out of it, and we love you, and, like, you probably were in the wrong place, and I'm sorry that happened to you, genuinely. Mm-hmm. Those of you that are in that camp because you've just been so hurt, and you you didn't feel like you were kind of told that if you don't believe in that culture that we all see as negative, that you're not a Christian. And so the reason you rejected it is because it's like, well, I, I'm not that, and I can't in all honesty say I'm what you're telling me that definition is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not that. I don't, I'm not a Christian in that definition, right? Nope. I'm a Christian, the biblical one, and I think you are too, which is what? That we have put our faith in the one and only Son of God who died for our sins and who, through his death and resurrection, has enabled us to be empowered to live a life that's better, imperfect, but better, and that hmm. we, will, we are promised eternity. That's, and that we get the incredible, glorious, opportunity to be the ones that he has chosen to tell people the good news right and even evangelical you know what its roots come from even evangel good news Hmm. so you know don't let the flawed nature of man and false leaders and weird culture because there's still believers in this place the one that says no don't dare question there's christians in Mm -hmm. that camp paul had to go challenge peter man that's right and I don't, please hear me, I don't think I or you or, or Funter or whatever say we think we're perfect or have all the answers. Not even we don't. close. 
man. I don't know, man. Be careful. Yes, be careful. It's just, I don't know, it's sad. It's People wonderful. aren't searching for truth, man. They're just searching for comfort. That's all they want. <sighs> That's true. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There it is. What do you guys think? Are there any <laughs> ex-evangelicals, hopefully, that don't hate us anymore? At least, like, we're open to a discussion. I even thought about this earlier before we filmed while I was using the restroom where I do a lot of my thinking. Mm-hmm. About whether we should invite that guy on here if he wants to come and talk. Could to him. yeah, just see where um, he's at. Um, he's local. He mm-hmm. might be willing. Yeah. Um, fun turns like, Ooh. what do you think about that? You think that's crazy to consider? Yeah, he's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not like we have to put it up if it goes disastrous. Yeah. But anyway, if you're an evangelical that's a fan of the show, you know, hopefully you realize that in a weird way we've tried to be a place to get the answers for the confusion that you felt before you go there. Yes. Um, so. If you're out there and you're like, man, I'm in that process of, quote, deconstructing my faith. I've heard about it. It's been in my mind or ex-evangelical. Sometimes I wonder, what are the things you struggle with in the church culture today? What's the things that's making you go, I feel like I can't have Jesus and not have this part, this mm-hmm. part that's bad or ugly? You know, What are your thoughts on this? We really want to know, guys. Yes, I really, I truly want to know. Wanna know. Um, and if you are one of those people we mentioned, and I mean this genuinely, even though I got heated about the topic, I love you, and like I'm more than willing, we're more than willing to talk with you. Shoot us a message on our page or use the, the link at www.theremnant.live slash real-talk with your contact info, and we'll call you, and we'll set something up. Man. That's right. We'll, we'll talk. We'll sit down and talk with you. So we'd love to hear your heart. That's all I got. It's good, man. I rambled a ton today, guys. I'm uh, so sorry. I It was good stuff, man. I I don't think it was rambling, man. I think it was Holy Spirit. Um, Yeah, I don't... Is there anything else we're wanting to... Not really. Hey, we'll be <laughs> okay. going in the morning if you're local. That's right. <laughs> church will. What do you got? Anything left to say? Fun turn. Join us this Sunday at 11 a.m. for our grand opening morning service. Come on down, and afterwards we're going to be having lunch as well as just for some business stuff for the Real Talk show. If you haven't left us... Oh, boy, I can't speak. Yes, if you haven't left us a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your podcasts, whatever you're listening to this on, please leave us a review as well as a five-star rating. If you don't want to leave us a five-star rating, please don't leave us a review. Um, <laughs> He's right. It's okay. You can say anything on the review. You can say that you like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Just go ahead and help us They're out really because good. it really helps us on the uh, business end of things and helps us reach people like you on the other end of this podcast. That's all I got. Cool. Thanks, buddy. Love you. Appreciate you. you got Love anything? you, man. Yes. If you guys are watching from Facebook, please make sure you to like and share this video and leave a comment. Uh, and just man, this is a good episode today, guys. A lot to dig into, a lot to listen. So please take it seriously if you're listening. Really, especially if you know if you go here, you know, to the remnant that sponsors this show. Really dig into you know just where you're at with this because it's a pretty big thing. And like we said earlier, I mean, it's it's on the rise. It's happening. Like you said, it's getting closer and closer to home. So really dig into this and, you know, just take it serious. Um, if you're watching from YouTube, go ahead and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and hit the notification bell. You will see our post every time we post and you'll be one of the first people to get to see it. Uh, if you're watching from Rumble, go ahead and give us a rumble. I'm putting the, I'm putting the thing back in there now. There you go. <laughs> um, let's see. Anything else? Um, I think that's it, man. I love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Thank you so much for watching or, and or listening. Um, it means the world, uh, you know, if it wasn't for your guys' questions, we wouldn't be able to be, to do this, um, or your topics, whatever you guys decide to leave us. Uh, and if, if you weren't to support it, 
we wouldn't have a show to do. So appreciate you guys. You've increased my faith just by listening and watching. So I love you guys. Love you too. Thanks so much, brother. Nice job today. Fun turn. Great job. I got to blow that again. I missed it. All right. Love you, dude. Appreciate you guys so much. Uh, you know the deal. Uh, links open all the time, 24-7-365, www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. If you're watching on Facebook, um, one thing I would mention is go to the church if you want to help us too, that mm -hmm. sponsors it. You see this video and go like our page so more people see it. That's right. Last but not least, listen, <sighs> we need your help. Would you consider donating, especially if you don't go to this church? Because I know everybody asks you for money. I used to be the same way. Like I hear something like, hey, they want our money. Look at us. We're not living a high life. Would you consider even a $1 or $5 donation? You can do that right now at www.theremnant.life slash give. There's a drop-down box. If you go down to Real Talk, it'll go directly into this show. That's right. Appreciate it. It's blessed anyway. Other than that, we love you guys so much. Hope you have a great day, and God bless you.